Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, welcome to the newsroom. I am joined by David Maddock today. We're going to do this in two parts. First part is going to be on YouTube. Second part over on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, David, thank you very much for joining me. First and foremost, it's nice to have you back in the All hot right, seat. Yeah. It's been a while, actually. I think you should tell people where I'm from, by the way. Why the, the newspaper that I work for? Oh, it's Maddock Mirror. Everybody knows <laughs> I that. I know, but it's you know, Maddock Mirror. Like I'm supposed to say when I do stuff like this that <laughs> I work for the Daily Mirror. So and he does, and he does a fantastic <laughs> job. Uh, and we're going to see the level of insight that he's providing to that newspaper over the course of the next hour. I'm sure uh, we're going to start off with some stuff. We're going to save the Shrewsbury stuff and the FA Cup stuff for the second part because I think it's really interesting why Naldum's comments over the last couple of days. Obviously, had an interview with Sky Sports News in the new Blue Trail. Gear. Um, I'm not asked. Is anybody asked about that? <laughs> not really. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and he said, I'm just focusing on bringing this season to a good end. What would I like? It's difficult to say. It depends on what the club wants and how the situation is at that time. We will see. Liverpool is like home. And he's talking about the fact that you know his contract runs out at the end of um, next season. Mm-hmm. And I think most Liverpool fans would like to see him extend it. He's rumoured to be on only around about £90,000 a week. Mm. So the question of money comes into it. He's approaching 30 years old. I know because you've just told me that he's your favourite player. What would you do with Gini Wijnaldum? Uh, what, what I would do is what Liverpool will do, which is give him a new contract. But the key there was not the ninety grand a week, which I, I like the way by you say. By the way, only ninety <laughs> yeah, grand a week. Know, it's, like, it's more than it's been in the last five years. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like what? What is it? That's that's almost five million pounds a year, isn't it? It's like it's it's. Uh, oh well, when you say it like that, it sounds like a lot of money, David. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the key was not that, but the he's approaching thirty years old, and and look at the way Liverpool do business now. They. They, when they're looking at contracts, they give contracts, they reward contracts for performance, but they also eventually look at sell-on potential. And the fact is that at 30 years old, you give him one more contract, then then you you get nothing for him. So you've got to, it has to be, you have to be sure that that player, if you, for instance, if you give him a five-year contract, he's going to be 35. Mm -hmm. And is he going to go on till he's 35? Now, they looked at Jordan Henderson and gave him a big contract. And I remember at the time there was this massive fuss. I don't know whether you remember. But they gave Henderson this five-year contract when he was like 28. Mm -hmm. And everyone was going, that's too long. It's crazy. What are they doing it for? As it turns out, it was a fantastic decision because now look at him. Maybe he's up there with the great Liverpool captains now. I was going to say if they win the league, then that'll be confirmation. They're going to win the league. So he, therefore, has won the Champions League, won all these Cups this season. He'll win the league as captain. It puts him up there with with Sue Ness, with Phil Thompson, with Emlyn Hughes. I, I, I would 
sort of relate him to Emily Hughes in terms of not always given the acclaim he deserves, but an incredible leader and a very, you know, really um, sort of like lifting type of character. <clears throat> and yet a year ago, people were saying, what have you given him such a contract for? Now you look at him and think, yeah, well, he, not only will he lead this team for another couple of years, but he will pass on his experience and maybe do a Milner role, mm -hmm. then, you know. So, perfect. They've got to look at Wijnaldum, he's a slightly different age. I suspect that he, they're talking to him about length of contract, not not money. They'll give him the right money, but it's length of contract. You don't give him a five-year contract. But obviously, if you're 30 years old and you're signing your last contract, you want it as long as possible, as high as possible, mm -hmm. especially with the level that he's playing. But they've always come to an agreement with, with these players that are important. James Milner's an example. They've always come to an agreement with him. But they always leave it because he's of an age where you can't, you can't throw money around. Liverpool just don't do that. They, they're, they're very careful, sensible. And, they, you know, they have this setup, don't they, now, where they're making long-term decisions as well as short-term decisions, and, and it works. And, and, you know, why change it? But he'll get a contract. He'll get more than £5 million a year. <laughs> and, he does, and he does have it as well. I think he's, he's one of the first names on the team sheet, isn't he? And, you know, whether it's Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum, I like that as a midfield three. And mm. there's still rumblings from people occasionally that uh, it's maybe not the front, uh, the midfield three that you want to see. But whenever Wijnaldum, Henderson, Fabinho play together, Liverpool seem to win. Uh, and that's, that's something that obviously will be considered. There are other players in the squad, though, as well. Um, you know, Adam Lallana's contract runs out at the end of this season, I believe. You've got Klein, who runs out at the end of this season. Uh, I know he's not on everybody's lips, but he would have been a good guy to have around this season and, mm. and maybe spot Trent for, for a couple of games here and there. You've got Lovren running out next season. Matip, apparently, is running out next season as well. So Liverpool will be are entering this stage now where they need to start thinking about quite a few players and their long-term futures. And how do you see this going? I mean... Liverpool, I think, will have identified, and we spoke about this off-camera a year ago, a year before we're talking about it, Liverpool will be talking about it. Is it going to be a La Masia-style thing where we're looking at players who are coming through, or is it as simple as four out, four in, or, or somewhere in between? How do you think Liverpool will be approaching this period? I think, I think you, 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 you know, let's talk as a fan. As a fan, you can now trust that they're making the right decisions a long time ahead. They're making decisions almost like a, a year ahead, two years ahead even. So they'll be knowing that these players are coming up to the ends of their contract. And they'll also be knowing what level they're performing at because they, the analysis that they're doing now, it, it you know they do the medical, they do all the checks. They, they, they know to within an inch of what their level of performance is and whether it's dipping. And, and whether it will dip with age. They, they know all these things. So they'll know what sort of length of contracts to give, what, 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 you know, what players, what contributions they're making. Because they're not just analysing opposition players. They're not just doing all that, the stats, the analytics, the, the I mean, real-time computer simulations now of games. But it's for their own players too. Mm -hmm. So they know now. That's why... I mean, they've had injuries this season quite a lot, but they've managed the injuries really well because they've taken that to another level now. You know, that, so that they know when players need resting because they're doing it so well. And and um, so you can you can almost, as a fan now, trust that they will. For instance, let's take Lovren, who a lot of the fans still dislike, 
but Liverpool know what his level is and Klopp knows what his level is and Klopp's trusted him this season and he was outstanding when he was playing he got injured he knew he was close to being injured they, they knew that he, 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 he had to play him and then he did get injured um, so they'll and, and they will now be saying okay his contract's up here is he is he as a third centre half not not first choice because clearly Gomez now and Van Dijk are the, the, the first choice or even a fourth centre half are we we want to give him a new contract we want to give him the big money to be fourth choice or are we now going to invest in a younger centre half they've signed Sepp who's uh, who's you know who's got promise they've got uh, John Hoover. Hoover. They've got uh, the lad who's gone out on loan, who, who I personally rate, although he struggled when he played it in the first half an hour against Everton. But he is has got potential. So, does the four cent half need to be someone who's on a hundred grand a week, who's coming to the end of his career, or can one of those now, Hoover, I think particularly, maybe step up? Um, and and that's the sort of thinking that they'll be doing. So, is there a tipping point here, do you think, for Liverpool where they go, well, actually, you know, let's let's use Nat Phillips as, a, as an example. Mm. He's fifth choice this season, which is why he's probably gone out on loan. Mm. If at fourth choice, is he going to get the game time to improve and really put his put himself in front of Jürgen? Or is it better to keep Lovren around for a year, maybe keep Nat Phillips away, getting experience, mm. gaining, gaining knowledge? What, at what point do you have to make that decision do you think or do you think that is almost rested on Lovren's shoulders well I, I mean actually this is you know what you're raising here is, is, is a really good example of, of what they've been doing already because Lovren's still got more than a year left on his contract he's, he's got a year and a half left on his contract I believe so the decision doesn't have to be made until the following summer by which time Sepp Vandenberg will they'll have seen whether he is going to make the grade or not, key Jana Hoover will be that crucially eighteen months older in terms of physique, being able to manage the physicality of the Premier League, and of course Phillips will have done eighteen months playing at a much higher level. In I mean, hopefully they get promoted and and he plays then in the uh, in the uh, Bundesliga. Bund Bundesliga one. I mean, he's playing at a decent level already, so it could be that one of those then has stepped up at the end of those 18 months and you can see the succession they're doing they signed this young lad from Holland last summer who, who's who gone in but come and played some games played some first team games He's, he played a few in pre-season so you know you can see they're thinking two years ahead with him uh, Hoover they moved in to the first team squad quite very quickly but knew that he's not going to be ready for two or three years again he could be ready and and the, and and the same with Phillips. They've given him the perfect way to develop to possibly be ready. One of those, there's every chance that they could be ready. If not, then they maybe give Lovren another year's contract. So clearly, the the planning's there, and it's with Lalana too. They'll be looking at exactly the same. I suspect they'd like him to stay, and it might be that his decision is to go because he will just want to play some games. Well, and and I, I say this all the time. I I like players like that. It means. It means that Liverpool are identifying the right characters when they sign these players in the first place. Mm. Because if a player wants to leave for footballing reasons, then that's brilliant because you've had him around for footballing reasons and mm. he's not at your football club to just earn a pay, a pay packet and mm. sit on the bench. He'll be 28, 29, maybe 30 years old and he'll, he might think, I've still got this, I can play in the Premier League for 30 games a season. 
he'll he, he'll back himself because the the other thing when you're talking about someone like Adam Lallana is is his body going to stand up to it? Well, I try and put myself in the players mind frame here and, and it's very difficult for a lad who can't walk at the moment you've seen, <laughs> yeah, you've seen me try to walk <laughs> <laughs> but when you think about it I'm like how do you get how would you, how would I get through an injury and multiple injuries and come back and rehab well you have to sort of go it was unlucky I was unlucky and you have this little voice telling you it's just it, you've just been unlucky again when you get back it'll be right this time otherwise why would you keep going yeah, well, I mean, you know, Lalan's a great example of that, and 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 actually, I mean, again, I've seen him get criticism, but he like this season. Look at him; he's come in. He's not. He's not. He's not got rhythm, but he's come in, and every time he's played, he's done a decent job for mm. Liverpool. He's done a decent job for Liverpool. Liverpool are the best team in the world at the moment. You know, that is the reality. Liverpool have dropped two points in the Premier League all season like get your head around that maybe Manchester City with the greatest side in in the Premier League so I, I, I think possibly they, they, they were the, the side from two years ago they dropped more points in that season than Liverpool have currently dropped this season Liverpool are playing at a higher level than that Manchester City side and Lallana is coming in and playing for that team and doing incredibly well if he can play for that team, he can play for Real Madrid, he can play yeah. for Barcelona, he can play for Manchester City, he can play for any of those teams. So he's going, all right, maybe at those clubs I would probably get the same number of games I'm getting at Liverpool, but I could go and play for Tottenham and play a lot of games there. You know, but people, and, and it, it just going back to Lovren, it's the same with him. He played like 10, 12, 14 games, whatever, on the bounce and was brilliant. And people have already forgotten that. So if he can do that for Liverpool, when Liverpool had literally not dropped a single point, you know, in the Premier League, then he can do it at any club in the world. These, this is the level, and it's that's that you know that's that's the thinking. Liverpool fans need to start thinking a little bit more like that. What about um, thinking about the, the squad and how it's sort of been constructed over the last few years? I mean, the the the, the gaping hole for me is. There's not enough twenty-two to twenty-four-year-olds in the squad now. Mm. Do you? What do you put that down to? And I'll, I'll give you some musings of mine. Jürgen's come in. He's got to change the squad. He's got to build a side that's successful on the pitch here mm. and now, or mm. in the very short-term future. So the funds have been directed to making the squad be able to compete. While he's doing that, he's bringing in a few 17, 18 year olds like Keanu Hoover, Seth Vandenberg, and obviously we're seeing the likes of Harvey Elliott come at 16. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the resources just weren't there to be able to get those next in line in? Because it seems like there's a big gap. Keanu Hoover to Matip, Lovren, <laughs> Gomez is an exception, yeah. by the way, because he's outstanding at the age yeah. that he is. And I mean, I, I, you put Alexander, I mean, Alexander Arnold in that bracket, even though he's younger than that, but his maturity is, puts him at that level. Actually, it wasn't for a lack of planning for Liverpool because what you're forgetting is they've got Gruwich in that that yeah. category, Harry Wilson in that category, even Ben Wood Woodburn in that category, um, Phillips in that category. So there's four players who, and actually I still think Gruwich will come back because I think he is a, a, a class player. He's just maybe I don't know whether he lacks a tiny bit of physicality or mentality. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I think they're hoping he'll develop that still. But there's four players that they were 
grooming and and you know I mean you, you wouldn't write off Harry Wilson completely because he's played at a decent level and scored some goals just is he a Liverpool player you know because as, as we've just discussed playing for Liverpool now you've got to be the best in the world not just eight years ago he'd have been a Liverpool player of course he would yeah yeah and the difference is is Harry Wilson good enough to play for a Real Madrid or Barcelona mm. a Liverpool nowadays I suppose is what you're saying yeah exactly it? yeah and, and and two years ago Klopp genuinely believed Woodburn would would make that grade, and he's had setbacks, but you know possibly, maybe not now. He's going to do it. But he still thinks Gruitch might. He still thinks Phillips might. So they would do it. They were doing that. But when they are now looking for to sign players, there's no doubt that's the age group they're looking to sign them in. That that, and I, and I, we spoke beforehand uh, about what what they call succession planning. And Liverpool, Liverpool do that. They'll have charts. They'll be plotting it. They've got players' ages. They know their front three are all the same age, essentially. And they're all at a perfect age right now. But in two years' time, you'll be thinking, are we going to have to replace them? So Liverpool won't leave it until then and go, right, oh, you know, put we them three new forwards. Exactly. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? A bit like Manchester United did when they lost all those players when Fergie left. Um, they, they, they'll be planning now. So they'll be looking to find players of that age group that can come in, maybe 21, 22, uh, 23 possibly, who will come in, play games, get used to the, the style. I know we're going to talk about this. Get used to the, the style, get used to the what the demands, settle down, and then eventually take over. And, and you can see it to a certain extent with the younger players they've signed now, like Harvey Elliott, like, like Jones, like... The, 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 even Hoover in the defence and stuff like that these players are longer term but around the first team squad and will eventually replace the players that are there but they will sign they'll be looking at players who were you know to be signing possibly this summer they they were looking last summer but the players just not available and mm-hmm. so rather than waste money on players they didn't want they're like fine our squad's great we will wait and get the players that we really want. So it does bring me on nicely, actually, to um, a podcast that I listen to. I've spoken about this over on theredmentv.com uh, a couple of times over the last few months. Really been waiting to get my teeth into this topic. I thought you'd be the perfect guest for it. Uh, it was sparked by a, a show I did on the website, Stats and Tactics. So I think it was the Manchester City game. I got a comment from one of our subscribers, from James Leonard. Mm who sent me a podcast from MIT Sloan Business Review. It was called Talent Versus Teamwork. It really is one of the best podcasts, footballing podcasts I've ever listened to. And it talks about essentially team chemistry and how MIT are trying to measure team chemistry in a football analytics sense. Mm. And so I'm going to read James's comment because it, it it I listened to the podcast and I couldn't say it better myself and I'm not going to try essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So simply put, the more a team plays together, the better they perform. They broke down how the more minutes a team has in real game situations together, the greater their understanding of what they call the three P's: other players, their own position, and the program that the team follows. There's a difference between knowledge and understanding. Knowledge can be gained quickly, but understanding comes with time. As players come in from different teams, they have an understanding of how to play that is based on different players a different position and a different programme as they learn from Klopp and the team they gain knowledge but under pressure long term memory wins out over short term memory every time understanding is gained over time by having opportunities to apply your knowledge in high pressure situation 
situations until it becomes natural. I thought this had so many parallels with how Jurgen Klopp manages Liverpool. Fabinho and Robertson are perfect examples of a player being allowed the time and space to develop understanding before their true potential becomes obvious. The second parallel is in Klopp's preferred big game midfield. It's pretty much guaranteed to be Fabinho, Henderson and Wijnaldum. There have been many shouts for Cater and Ox to supersede the current setup, but Klopp obviously feels that the understanding that our go-to midfield three have developed over a few seasons of extremely high-pressure situations has a better chance of success in big games than players that may not have had the chance to develop that understanding yet. I will put the link to the podcast in the description as well. So team chemistry, uh, to sort of summarise, you bring, let's talk about the front three, that's what we were talking about. Let's say Mo Salah leaves and you put one player in. Yeah. It's not just the front three that he's got to work with. It's not a guy who's got to work with Firmino and Mane. It's also it's how he links in with Trent, how he links in maybe with the eight or the six, mm. how he reacts in different situations, where his movement is as opposed to where Salah's was. So every not only has that guy got to understand what everybody else is doing, Every player in the side, from Trent, from Allison to Mane, also has a new dynamic in the side. And actually, we may have seen that in Minamino against Shrewsbury. Yeah. In that, a lot of times I saw him running through, or against Wolves, you could see him run through, but the ball wasn't given to him. And I wonder whether that's because they weren't expecting where the run was going. Whereas if Salah's there, Salah knows everyone knows what Salah's going to do yeah yeah most of the time he's pointing it makes it quite easy <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah. how like how you know what do you feel about that and is it something do you think that Liverpool are trying to analyse absolutely Liverpool are trying to analyse it I, I mentioned about um, real time analytics which is essentially using artificial intelligence to um, to be able to analyze games as they're going on and use the information during the game. Liverpool, I, re- I read recently, uh, Liverpool are very close. They're working with a company in France um, who have um, work, who, who have been developing this technology for some time and they are very close to perfecting it. It, they, it could happen within the next year or so and Liverpool are, are already doing that. So they will be able to, to, to look at games, look at movement patterns. And we've spoken on this show in the past about how Liverpool are using like particle physicists now, atomic scientists, to understand the, the, the actual spatial movement of, of, of football and players and understand where they move and how, because it all seems so random. But like particle physics, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I may be going slightly above the understanding of the average football fan here, but to, to, to sort of bring it down to a more understandable level, they will be able to see where spaces open up and why. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In both in Liverpool's team and the opposition, and then exploit the where they're opening up in the opposition and fix their, their own issues in real time. You already see Klopp sprinting down the down the tunnel at half time. It's because he's getting all the analytics they've done in the first half, and then he needs time to formulate it and put it into a language the players can understand. So, so absolutely, there's that, and Liverpool are absolutely doing that to a much higher level than than what perhaps James is talking about here. But what what I would say is, I agree totally with him in that teams, all teams, do actually develop over time especially if they if you're building a young side because they they learn together and they come together um, but with Liverpool I think it's even more the case because Liverpool's system is actually more sophisticated than a lot in terms of Klopp has a, a um, Klopp's tactics are based on a press but it, it's uh, it, it's an what what he calls an instinctive press so it's not Here's a blackboard. When this person has the do ball, that. these three that. people do that. It's just not that. It's actually he always has a press leader. The press leader just instinctively knows when the situation demands the press. He goes, and then everyone else in the side has to take that trigger, know it's a trigger, and then also follow. And the problem is, if you're coming into the side, you just don't have that instinct. You don't have that. You don't understand the. You trick. say instinct, but it's not. Is it? It's a. It's a learned. Well, it, it's thing. learning, but it has to become instinctive. That's why I use the word instinct. It has to become automatic rather than instinctive. So yeah, it's learning it, but it, it's it's it is. And I think Nabi Keita has struggled even now. He's been there a long time, and he seems slow in picking up that. Um, and maybe that's why we've not, see, you know, probably with the injuries, not seen that much of him. And with Minamino, undoubtedly. And actually, I was going to say, I bet people, when we were talking about that that sort of age group, the sort of 21 to 24 Probably. age group, they were screaming at home going, what about Minamino? And of course, that's a perfect example. They waited for him, waited for him, got him at the right price. Brilliant price. Great player. Will take time. If he develops, could easily fit into one of those succession positions. And in the meantime, will undoubtedly, because he's, his, his running stats are immense, by the way. So he will do an amazing job but it could take like Fabino six months to, to fit in into the, into learning not just the systems but that when you know that that trigger and, and that's and that's what James is saying it, there's a difference between knowledge and understanding yeah yeah you could yeah. sit in a classroom and learn all you want about Liverpool's system yeah but you don't you can't Exact what you need to do until you're in the team, until you see those pressing triggers, and it might be as simple as the left back receives the ball with his right foot, 
or on his right foot and that is enough to know mm. that that's one of our triggers for example mm. um, or it's a bouncing ball or so, they're yeah, very yeah. very simple pressing yeah. triggers yeah. that everyone can get their head around but there may be much more difficult pressing triggers I remember speaking to Klopp in the summer and he was saying how he wanted to surprise people with the press this year and I instantly thought about at the time, okay, our front three move around. I wonder if we're going to see more of that from the midfield three. Because you see sometimes Fabinho go from deep, and that's a surprising press. You've got Henderson there, Wijnaldum there, the ball carrier there, and the guy who's the deepest will go and press him. And you can imagine as a player, like, why, why is it coming from there? Yeah, yeah. Why is it coming yeah. from that angle? Yeah. Um, so I find that interesting. The fact that now, if Fabinho goes, Jordan just drops in yeah. or Wijnaldum will drop in and the midfield will just change slightly differently for five minutes or until we get the ball back or whatever it's, I mean for me it's a fascinating subject I, I, I kind of love watching it because I, I use the words with Liverpool sophisticated because it's developed considerably when Klopp first came in he knew Liverpool weren't good enough like you know in terms of sheer quality of players he knew that the only way they could compete at the, the top level was was to do higher numbers in terms of ground covered there's no doubt and to have a press that was that was exhausting you know a real intensive press because it puts sides under so much pressure obviously it put Liverpool under pressure and they because you can't do that for a full season without now they have such good players that they they don't need to press like that they can press in a very different way and they do like as you say they've developed ways and and they, they, they will at times understand when they don't need to press and just mm-hmm. back off. And they do that late in games a lot now, where they just manage games now. Um, but at the same time, they suddenly will just boom, go. And, and that's where I think it needs to be, you know, instinctive, automatic. Everyone needs to know because th- there'll be a trigger and, and the player will say, right, this is the moment. And then bang, the whole team goes. The whole team has to go. Otherwise, the opposition beat the, the press, and it, and it, when you can do that to sides like Manchester City, as Liverpool did earlier in the season, uh, and and surprise them with their quality on the ball, then that shows that it has become so sophisticated. But the downside of that is, coming into that, it's hard. It's so hard, man. Look at Fabinho. When I when I watched him in his first, I watched him in the, one of the preseason friendlies. Who would it have been? Um, what Italian club it was. Torino maybe yeah it was season. Torino yeah and I thought oh my god the sign the pup here he looks absolutely <laughs> terrible but actually what he was was bewildered he had no idea where to go and I think Minamino looked a little bit not bewildered but he looked a little bit uns- uncertain to the extent that when he was getting the ball um, against Wolves particularly and even against Shrewsbury he he um, he, 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 he was like just being safe the whole time because he wasn't quite sure where the movement was coming, what what to do, whether he should go alone or whether people were going to be following him, whether he, you know, because he didn't want to get isolated and lose the ball. So he's like, I'll oh, just be safe and just be safe. But obviously he's not going to be safe eventually. He's going to be brave and do the things that Klopp wants him to do. Fabino was played so safe that it was like, oh my God, he can't play, you know. Turns out he was just learning. I remember, I think it was, was it? No, we didn't play against Burnley. Berry, yeah. we played against Berry. I think that pre-season as well. And I watched him play, 
and I, 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 as I'm watching the games, I start to think about my, my stats and tactics show, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, oh wow, he's dropping in between the centre halves. I wonder if that's how we're going to play. And I planned this whole thing out in my head while I was watching the game. And Klopp came out after and went, he's dropping far too deep there. <laughs> I don't know what Monaco were playing, but that's not how our six plays. And I thought, fucking hell, you just ruined me show there. I was going to do a big show on our Liverpool six yes. this season. He's going to drop into the between the centre halves, and it was just all wrong, and he was unhappy about it. Yeah. And and th- and those are the types of things that you see week in week out, and you know I think uh, not enough is given to to our players, not enough credit is given to our players, whereby that automatic instinctive whatever whatever word we're going to use, when it becomes like that, it's quick, and when you have to think about, mm. you, I can imagine Minamino you know, receiving the ball, right? Where's Trent going to be? Trent's going to be overlapping here, and just that's enough on a football field to get you in a lot of trouble isn't it yeah absolutely um, yeah 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 but you know you mentioned Fabino and I think I think it was a Torino game I'm pretty sure he missed a penalty in that and he's a guy who never misses penalties ever and I think his brain was so <laughs> scrambled scrambled that he, he's like he misses because he, he literally never missed a pen but um just on this like there's two points I was going to make because uh, yeah, as I say it's just I'm, I'm a bit obsessed with it I'm like a right nerd when it comes to this all this sort of like movement and tactics and stuff Salah took a long time to learn it and Klopp spoke to us spoke to us a lot off the record about it and he was saying I don't want him to work I I don't want him to work back all the time Uh, I, I don't want him to work like Sadio does but I want him to learn the angles of of positioning yeah. so that he channels when the opposition has a ball in his sector he he stops the ball going in one area yeah. and channels it to another and it took Salah a long time to do that but I saw I've seen I saw against Wolves uh, and there was another game recently Manchester United yeah he United he, and he, he was he was pressing the centre yeah, half yeah. I'll tell you exactly when it was um, whoever their right centre half was mm. one side of David De Gea their left centre half was on the edge of the six yard mm. box and for some reason Luke Shaw was right by the corner flag mm. and I've no idea why and uh, Salah's right on the corner of the penalty area and his first instinct he was probably 10 yards away from Maguire who, who, who received the ball and his first instinct wasn't to run at Maguire it was to run five yards six yards right block the pass over to the left midfielder I think it was Williams at the time yeah and take another angle in and it probably took him twice as long but we forced the ball into an area yeah, of the field where yeah, we yeah. wanted it and um, it's that and that Harvey Elliott can't do yet no Harvey absolutely Elliott will take yeah. that run straight at the defender and the defender's got an easy yeah, pass yeah. to the fullback and, 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 and it's taken Sarah a long time but he, he's, he's, he's got it now and it's interesting because I've heard people saying oh I'm worried about Salah he just seems he seems off he seems he, he, he's shooting too much he's doing this he's doing that he's not scoring enough goals I absolutely guarantee Klopp is overjoyed with him because his work rate has improved but his intelligence his positioning is absolutely spot on for that team now it is unbelievable and his positioning is still allowing him to just run all the time beyond defenders and and and, and still and cause these huge problems he's probably at the height of his game under Klopp I would say I bet Klopp would say he's better now than he's ever been even though he scored 715 goals in his first season <laughs> he's, he will he will honestly and it, and you mentioned Harvey Elliott and I was also going to say the second point I was going to make is of all the young kids at the moment and I've written this that 
Curtis Jones to me is the one who's ahead of the rest. Not because I mean he's got talent, he's got real talent, but watching him, he seems to understand it yeah. better than the other young kids. He's, he, he, I mean, he's only eighteen, but he's just nineteen. Well, he's the, nineteen. The last time you were in, we were having this yeah. conversation outside yeah. as you were leaving, and I may I've made a point since then of of trying to understand your point, and I a hundred percent agree with you. He feels like he knows the role mm. and his role and those around him much more so than maybe a Harvey yeah, Elliott or does, someone yeah. else and I actually feel like that midfielder role that he's popped up in mm. is much harder than what Harvey Elliott's being asked to do maybe that's my understanding or lack of understanding mm. I should say but it feels like he's just system ready yeah I think moment. he is yeah I think and and, and I think Liverpool Liverpool's um, academy deserves huge credit, and they're you know they're they're lower t- they're, they're sort of lower ages coaches and 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 system. Uh, it is, they deserve huge credit because they now are working that. So they're getting like for instance with Jones, they he was playing central midfield. They realised he wasn't ready for that F- physically. He just wasn't ready for that. But he could. He had the intelligence to play in a sort of wider position. And 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 we've seen that he can do it, and he's understanding his work rate on that, on, you know, on the flank, coming inside, coming back, helping the, the fullback. It, it, it's immense, and and his intelligence, he's clear. And Klopp said in after the they scored against Everton, he said, if all if all things go as normal, he will definitely be a Liverpool player. And, you know, and that is, you know, that is, and and he means his intelligence. He means he absolutely means his intelligence. Elliot is sixteen still, so. They're not putting too much on him at the moment because they want him to develop first as a player and then develop the understanding because he's got so much time. But at the same time, they're feeding him in and giving him the opportunity to learn. And 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 it, you know, it's it, it that is again great credit to this succession planning, this forward thinking that they're now doing. And just just a tiny little point. I'm sorry to keep okay, going on, yeah. but you look at Williams, the right back. They have already in the in the junior sides got him to develop along the lines of a a, a replacement or a, for, for Alexander-Arnold. And he played, he, he look, oh God, he's a mini Alexander-Arnold. He, he's got all the same attributes. He's playing in the same way. That's no coincidence. That's because they've been working on it. This isn't uh, this isn't youth football playing a 4-4-2 and they come into the first no. squad and they're playing a 4-3-3 Absolutely. anymore. Yeah. And it, it's obvious, isn't yeah, it, yeah. at base level, yeah. why you would do that. I'm gonna We're going to zig and zag a little bit now. I'm yeah, going to talk a little bit about... Um, some of the, some of the, how how you think Liverpool maybe identify players? Um, obviously, it is the January transfer window. I didn't want to talk about transfers. Uh, maybe you know we've been linked with this guy or this guy. But how do you think that Liverpool go about identifying it? Because obviously, analytics is going to be something that they're looking at. Now, I know I listen to a lot of American football podcasts, and I, there was one Peter King did uh, a, a while ago, a couple of years now, actually, stuck with me, where he, instead of interviewing the head coach, he interviewed a scout who yeah. worked for one of the sides. And I found it really interesting to hear how he would speak to high school teammates, high mm. school coaches, college coaches, college teammates, people, professors from his class, and really build up this understanding of the character of the player and, and they put as much importance on that as they did on the analytics that the guys could see mm. from wherever they are in the world yeah do you think Liverpool are, are doing that as well do I think no I know okay. they are doing that it, it, it is a hundred percent 
and 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 they, I mean, they're doing the analytics. They're doing it. Like, I mean, on Minamino, they 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 literally have been following him for, for five years since he since he arrived in in Europe, and and they have a bank of stats on him. They know his numbers. They know they probably even know his heart rate. I'll tell you honestly, they would know everything, and 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 they. they it, it, again, there's a sophistication there because I mean they they they've got a database of whatever however many players they they say fifty thousand or whatever it is, but but they 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 also know where they're looking for players, mm-hmm. so they're looking, they know what characteristics they want, and they're looking for players. They'll go through their data and and scouting, and they'll find players who fit fit the fit what they want. Then they'll check to see whether they whether they can do the job that is required. So Salah, they you know they checked to see whether he could, um, and yeah, his numbers were great. Then they checked the character, and Klopp is massive on that. And you know, I mean, but the, the club, you know, it, it will become a club philosophy, not just Klopp, but Klopp is absolutely massive. And it's no coincidence that Klopp signs players who who are who are great characters. You know, he always says. I want them to be nice people, a nice person, a, a nice boy. He always calls them boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. a nice boy, and and he wants them to have to be decent as well as being talented. And um, I'll give you an example. Uh, Fakir, right? They did all the scouting on him. He was a br- he's a brilliant player. He's an absolutely brilliant player. He's he's te- technically unbelievable. I mean, he was going to be an amazing signing. He got he, there was an injury issue. But there were problems with his brother who was interceding above the agent, started making more and more demands. And then Liverpool were talking, were trying to find, get to the bottom of the injury. They were wanting to speak to him. And suddenly he was cutting off. He wasn't speaking. And they got the impression that he was being too big time. He was being, he suddenly was making all these extra demands. He was getting people, intermediaries to come in. He wasn't even speaking to his own agent. And in the end, I'm convinced it was that which caused that then Liverpool to pull out of that deal, not the injury. I think they would have found a way to do the deal had he had the character of Salah or Mane or Jordan Henderson. He would be a Liverpool player now. That's interesting, because that, what I'd heard was around how the ACL was rebuilt. So I've not heard that side no, of the story. Well, that, is, that side is actually true, and funny enough, he, the reason—I mean, I knew I, I knew that—but the, the, his his agent, who he then left, uh, basically came out and confirmed all that wow. quite recently. Yeah, yeah, um, and in fact, he's he's spoken about it. Um, on French TV, eventually, he did, and 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 it, it, that, that all that is true, and I think that that's t- that tipped it. You've got two factors there, but that tipped it for Liverpool. And and look through the whole side. I mean, I've been working in football for many many years, and there's I mean, un- and it's understandable. Footballers can be complete arseholes you know, because from a from a, an age of like when they're still children, they're gods. Yeah. They get the money to go with it. They get the status to go with it. Everywhere they go, they have people worshiping them, adoring them. They're, they're, they're treated like they're superhumans, which in a sense they are. And they don't. Then they're not just not normal. And there's so many of them turn out to be utter 
and I won't use the word. <laughs> but actually, at Liverpool, and Liverpool have had their number of those down the years. They've had some shocking characters, but all clubs have. And, and I, as I say, it's understandable. I'm not condemning them for that. I think I might be the same if I if I had that money and that level of from such an age without forming a mature sort of mentality. Liverpool just don't have it anymore. The, the ones they've had have all gone, unsurprisingly, under clock who shipped them all out mm-hmm. with the, some good players but bad characters and he got rid of them. Um, and, and I can't think of any. any. I think Firmino got into a bit of trouble with a bit of drink driving once. Yeah. And, but I think he's a really quite a nice guy. I mean, I do think he's a, a really nice guy. And, and the whole squad Saka is... Saka was maybe the last that springs to mind. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure he went because his character, Klopp didn't like his character rather than his... His, his talent. Um, I, I mean, don't you know? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to stand up in a court of law and say that. But I'd. I'd say that. I mean, Daniel Sturridge was a complicated character, and and um, you know, he he he's left eventually. He wasn't given a new contract, and uh, you, you, the you the, Liverpool now almost through the whole squad. Allison looks like he's this amazing guy. He's like he's Christian and Bobby. <laughs> no, week. exactly. Everyone else yeah, is yeah. everyone else is freaking out about the league and, and they're having yeah. the time of their life, aren't they? Yeah. I mean and you know, like it goes without saying, James Milner, Jordan Henderson, Adam Lalana, these guys have got I mean they're they're absolutely decent people. I, I you'd love them to be your mate because you know that if you had a problem they'd be right there for you. You mm. you really do, you know. And that it goes throughout the whole team. Mo Salah's one of the most famous people in the world now. He really is. You know, he, in certain parts of the world, he's like, he he, he is, without question, you know, a, a, a god. And yeah, front of time wasn't he? Exactly. Yeah, and and yet and yet he's a, he's a shy, amazingly quiet, lovely fella. You know. Unbelievable, really. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to get into the second part of the show, and that will be available over on the redmentv.com. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, at Maddock Mirror on Twitter and read his articles in the mirror. They are always fantastic. Doesn't just cover Liverpool either, as well. Uh, cover quite, cover quite a lot of the old Northwest, really, don't you? Oh, I had to go to City the other day. It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> was it? <laughs> it was awful. It was against Fulham, and Jesus Christ, that Fulham had the captain sent off after six minutes, and I was like, oh, I might as well go home now. <laughs> it was the most antiseptic, just ridiculously sterile game I've ever seen. Because City just got into that Guardiola mode of like passing, passing, and not playing football. So it's funny actually because just just let me say this. I had a chat the other day with my sports editor, and he was saying how great Liverpool, obviously, you know. And he was going, yeah, like you know, brilliant watching them and City. And he says, I'd rather watch City still. And I was like, would you? Because sometimes City's quite soulless, you know. I do you know what it is with City, and I felt the same about peak Barcelona as well. What they do is unbelievable. Yeah, when they, is. when they play football, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But it's the same every week. Yeah. And what I love about watching this Liverpool side is we can do the tick attacker, we can do the long ball into the channel, we can high press, and we're built to we're built to be every type of side that we're going to come up against. Yeah, yeah. And I love that just yeah. different approach to the yeah. two footballing sides. Look, don't get me wrong, if I was watching this Liverpool side play like Manchester City, maybe there'll be a tribalism thing. Uh, and I tell you what, we're going to talk about that in the second part. I want to yeah. do a big thing on social media and tribalism in football and talk about the Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury, however you're saying it, um, uh, uh, the, that game. So, yeah, go over to theredmaintv.com. Don't forget to ch- check out Maddock Mirror on Twitter. Thank you very much for watching. Drop a like on the video and we'll see you over there. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.